welcome back to the podcast. This is But What's Next with me, Michelle Reed. I hope you guys are having an awesome Monday as always while you're listening to this. I'm doing another (laughs) Sunday night recording and I said this in my last episode, but I usually try to record these well in advance, but I had a couple of guest episodes planned that just kind of got pushed back. And so I was thinking of what I wanted to do for this episode and we were driving home tonight on a little weekend trip that I will talk about here in a second. And I was just feeling very reflective and very reflective about how my life has changed since the start of the pandemic, which I just want to say I acknowledge is such an awful thing. And it would obviously be more of a blessing if none of this happened because I know there are a lot of lives that have been lost. There's a lot of businesses that have been shut down. There are just a lot of people who are going through severe mental health, you know, crises. I think that's the right word for that throughout this time. And so I don't want to kind of make light of the situation by doing this episode, but in a lot of ways, and I think that a lot of people can relate to this because I've just talked to a lot of my viewers, talked to a lot of my friends, people I know. In a lot of ways, I feel like it's really highlighted the important things in our lives and highlighted ways that we have changed, our new priorities, maybe even more insecurities that we have that we're able to work through because we're more aware of them. And so I wanted to do this episode because we were just driving in Texas and I just feel that my life has changed so much since the middle of March when things really hit. You know, I left New York City and had no idea that would be the last time I was there. I have not been back since. And I think that a lot of times I have the kind of personality where I don't really reflect on things and process them that much. I kind of just push over them. And I'll talk a lot about this in the episode, but you know, if something doesn't have a tangible benefit, I don't really put effort into it. And that's just not a way to live your life. And so we were driving and Aiden was driving the whole time because he is awesome and I love him and he didn't make me drive, which was very sweet. But I was just thinking, looking out the window in the countryside, and I just kind of processed a lot of things. And so I thought that this would be a good episode to do. It's very chatty. I do have 10 specific points to give myself kind of a guide for this episode because I really don't want to ramble the whole time. But I do just kind of want to open myself up and share some things. This is a bit of a different episode. I feel like I don't do a lot of, I don't know, even my episodes, I feel a lot of the times have like a tangible takeaway from it. And this one isn't even really a tangible takeaway kind of episode, but if anything, I would just hope that it would inspire you to kind of process, you know, things you're thankful for, ways that you've changed, if those changes are for the better, for the worse. And so that is the process of this episode. But again, not trying to make light of the pandemic or anything by any means. This is just kind of a reflective episode for myself. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I've touched on this on some YouTube videos, but I'm currently reading Ecclesiastes, which is one of my favorite books of the Bible. I think it's such an underrated book of the Bible, and it really deals with these themes of there being a season for everything and certain things in life being meaningless and vanity and the purpose of our work. And I just think it's a very, very powerful book of the Bible, but there's a little excerpt that I wanted to read because it's pretty popular, but I think it kind of expresses the themes also of this podcast, but it's Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up. 
a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And I think that if anything, what I've learned from this whole situation is just how there are specific times for everything in life. And I think a lot of times you compare the phase that you're in right now to the phase that you were just in and think, am I doing worse? Am I doing better? Instead of acknowledging that life just comes with these seasons. And if you think about the actual seasons, you know, it's such a blessing that God puts them in our lives. And there is really a time for everything. And so you can't always measure how you're doing at 22, 23 as how you were doing at 18 or 19, you know? The first thing that I've learned is just where I actually want to be. So if you guys don't know, I was living in New York City. I think most people know that. It was kind of like part of my brand, if you will. And I feel that I really made my time living in New York City a part of me and found a lot of my identity and a lot of my worth in living in New York City. It was a place that shaped me so much as a person and I have no regrets, you know, about being there. But I can say that all the while I was in college, I always felt this intense sense of homesickness for Texas. Texas was the place that I was pretty much born and raised. I was actually born in Chicago, but I lived in Texas most of my life. And I felt that I always had convinced myself that I needed to go somewhere else. And I think that we all see this message, and it's one that I think is incredibly harmful to always tell people that they need to go outside of where they live. And yeah, it's important to meet other people, hear other viewpoints, see how other people live their lives. It's very important to not be close-minded. But it should never make you feel like you're failing if you come back home because sometimes you are raised in an area that does feel like home and you do truly really love and that's something to be thankful for not something that you feel that you need to escape and I know a lot of people have moved back home with their parents and so I just want to especially put that out there because that is not something to be ashamed of. Maybe you lost your job and you just couldn't afford to live where you used to live so you moved back home and that's not something that I think we should little or make fun of it's just kind of how life goes sometimes but for me even in college I just always felt this intense homesickness and I just thought that was something that I needed to get over you know you always hear how to get over homesickness in college how to stop missing your family and I really started thinking about that and I think it is important to distract yourself and not necessarily indulge in homesickness but maybe there's a reason why you are so deeply homesick And I mean, I even remember one year, this was actually my second year of college. I say second because I graduated in three years, so I don't have like a freshman, sophomore, junior year, whatever. But I started dealing with intense insomnia. Like literally, it was a week where I could not fall asleep throughout the night and was maybe getting a couple of hours of sleep a night, if that, and it wasn't even quality sleep. It was awful. It was one of the darkest points of my life so far. I just hated that period of my life. It got so bad that I remember I literally was talking to my mom and she was like, Michelle, I don't know what to do. I wish I could be there. I wish I could help you. And she was like, if there was one thing I could do, what would it be? I remember just asking her, could you please come here? And my mom, the angel that she is, she flew up to New York City and stayed with me. And that was one of the most special kind of points of my life. It was one of those moments where I just really appreciated my mom. She just dropped everything and came and stayed with me as an adult in New York City, which is never a bad thing if you need your mom. I think that moms are really great and it's really great if you love your mom that much that you want her to come up and stay with you. But that was kind of the point where I realized, you know, maybe it's not a bad thing that I want to be close to my family. Maybe it's not just a point of me always trying to get over not seeing them. And so in March... 
I actually had a trip to come home to do wedding planning and it was the week that things really got bad. And it really felt like I was escaping and not knowing where the world was going to be. It took those months after kind of being home in Texas to really process, you know, maybe this is the place that I'm meant to be. And of course, I was marrying Aiden at this time. And so that was a decision we were making together. We didn't actually know where we would end up because he was trying to find a job. And we kind of put everything into God's hands and just said, you know, God, where do you want us to be? And Aiden applied for jobs in all different places and ended up getting a job here in Dallas with a company that... It was kind of one of his dream companies. And so we ended up being here. And I truly, truly believe that was all God's divine hand and everything. Because I can't tell you how much happier I and him have been being here in Texas. Texas is such a beautiful state. And it's so funny because I always get messages from people whenever I post photos. We actually just went this weekend because I've been wanting to horseback ride. And we drove to Canyon, Texas, and we did some hikes, and we just stayed there and did some horseback riding. It was so fun. But I posted photos on my stories, and I got so many messages that just said, I can't believe, you know, how much happier you look here in Texas. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, maybe it's just because I'm really smiling in the photos. Maybe it's because, you know, I just got married, and so I have that newlywed bliss. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I definitely feel like it is a lot of getting married, but it's also just being here. We've had so much fun. We went to LaRue a couple weekends ago and stayed in a tiny cabin. We really want to go to Big Bend eventually and Marfa, Texas and El Paso. We just have so many different places we want to go to here. And we genuinely love being in Texas so much and just feel so much more connected with family. Obviously, Aiden's family is not here. We're planning on actually driving up to Vermont to see them because I think Vermont, you, if you're driving your own car, you just quarantine for seven days before and then get a COVID test and you're good to go. So I think we're going to do that to avoid having to quarantine up there. But we definitely miss his family a lot. Even if we were in New York, we would have been apart from both our families. We would have not been close to either of them. And so it was kind of like a picking where we would want to be. And obviously, Aiden works in finance. So finding a job in Vermont that has to do with finance would probably be a little bit difficult. But we just love Texas. The people here are so friendly. I just get such a pleasant vibe here. I feel like life is slow, which is really great eventually when we want to raise kids. I don't know if we will be in Texas when we want to raise kids. I have no idea. That's another thing I've learned. I don't think anyone has any idea what they're doing nowadays. But a lot of my fear of leaving the city also was, do people only like my channel, my videos, my podcasts because I live in New York City? I had this genuine fear and I would talk about it with Aiden all the time. Like my job will be done if I move out of New York City. And I had this just total sense of commitment to New York City just for the sake of my job and feeling like that was the reason why people liked me, which is just not healthy at all. Because I think a lot of times we treat people that we watch on YouTube as if they're like a reality TV show. And we say, and I do this too, but oh, I liked this person better when they lived here or when they were in college or when they were friends with so-and-so. And we kind of treat them like they're these just TV shows when these are people's lives. And so I just had this fear, you know, everyone's just going to drop me if I move out of New York City. But I just put a lot of trust in God, you know, hey, if this is where you want me to be, then you will provide. You will provide for my job. If I need to get a new job, I have a degree. So I just fully rely on God for everything. And if anything, I just feel like people really appreciate my videos more. I think people have really noticed just 
how much happier I am here. It just goes to show that you don't necessarily, at least for the kind of job that I have, you don't need to be anywhere to do it, which is just another blessing in itself. And just in a really practical sense, we're saving so much money being here. I mean, when we were living or thinking of living in New York City, we were just checking street easy on rents. And obviously rent in New York City is a lot cheaper now. But it's still pretty pricey compared to what you can get here in Texas. And I remember we were looking at places that were between 2500 a month and 3000 a month, which is just insane to be renting that much. I just cannot even believe that was a thing. But we were looking in the Upper West Side and the Upper East Side and also Brooklyn Heights, which granted are very nice neighborhoods, but those are just areas that we grew up in in New York City. So we were aware of and, you know, with moving in with someone for the first time, you really want to make sure you have a comfortable place. And so I just remember being kind of sad looking at these apartments thinking, oh my goodness, we're going to live in a studio apartment that's literally a room (laughs) our first year of marriage. And obviously you can make anything work. And I think it can actually be really sweet living in such a small apartment with, you know, your husband or your wife for the first time. But here in Dallas, food is cheaper rent is cheaper. I think it may go up because I've just heard so many people who are also starting to love Texas and are moving here, which is really great to see. I think Aiden was telling me that within the past five years or something, over 200 corporations have moved here, which is just insane. It's just such a great place to live. And I'm just thankful from a financial perspective, when we go to buy a house soon, within the next couple of years, we'll have that time to really just save and make sure we're on the right track financially, which is also something that's important. Number two is the importance of having passions. So on our road trip this weekend, I seriously think we listen to so many Joe Rogan podcasts because Joe Rogan's podcast is awesome. He just has such a curious sense about him. And he even talked about this in an episode, but he really wants his podcast to be all about promoting other people. And whenever he talks to people, there's just such a curiosity behind him that makes it such a great interview because he's genuinely so interested in what this person is saying, which is really fulfilling to listen to and makes me be like, wow, I really wish I had more guests on here too because it's just really entertaining to listen to but we were listening to one and I believe it was with Andrew Hill I do not remember because we cycled through so many but it was on a doctor I believe who specializes in treating narcissism and he was talking about the importance of having passions passions that take your eyes off yourself even just things that you're not necessarily super great at but there's something to work at and especially as a parent training your kids to have passions whether that be sports whether that be making videos whether that be cooking things that you can just genuinely enjoy for the sense of the thing rather than for yourself because he was talking about how a lot of times narcissists it's just everything's about them they don't have things that go beyond them and a lot of times they're motivated by money or status which just only brings the focus on themselves but he was talking a lot about the importance of passions and I was thinking about myself and a lot of times in my life I said this in the beginning of the episode but I have such a hard time investing in things not necessarily relationships because I think I have a lot of great friendships and my relationship with Aiden and my family which is why I don't think that I deal with narcissism (laughs) but Beyond that, it's very hard for me to just enjoy things for the thing without producing a tangible benefit. Don't know if this is making sense, but 
I feel like since March happened, I've been focusing a lot on other things beyond work, just living life, working out. I used to always say, well, I like to work out. But, you know, I'm working out to be healthy. It's not just, oh, I like working out. But ever since March, some things that I feel like I've been focusing on a lot more are cooking. I genuinely love cooking. I love just making things and having that time to just be alone in the kitchen with my hands you know, making something that's delicious for myself and for Eden and my family, whatever it may be. We like made pumpkin bread and brought it to one of our neighbors, which is really sweet. But another thing, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot, I love horseback riding. I genuinely love riding horses. And so this weekend, that was a big reason why we went because I just really wanted to ride horses because I've wanted to do that for such a long time. I never grew up really horseback riding a lot. We would go maybe once a year. In Texas, there are a lot of horseback riding places, so it's a little bit more common. But that's something that I'm obviously not going to be the best horseback rider. I'm obviously not going to win money horseback riding. But I like being on a horse. I like trotting. I like being out in a field. It just makes me feel so genuinely happy. I also love animals. I'm a big animal person. I love all animals. I love big dogs, small dogs, cats. Like I love it all and I just love horses. And so we did that and it made me just really think, you know, hey, this is something that I would love to just do more often for the sake of it and not because it has a specific tangible benefit, you know, to my life. And it also reminds me of this verse that I've been reading my devotionals, but it's from Ecclesiastes 4 and it says, And I saw that all toil and all achievement spring from one person's envy of another. This too is meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Fools fold their hands and ruin themselves. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. And I think also during this pandemic, we're spending a lot of time on social media. And with that comes even more comparison. And I found myself just really getting caught up in comparing my life to other people's. And specifically my work, you know, this person's performing better than me on social media. This person has such great ideas. And instead of letting that fuel me to be better, I just sit and compare myself. And it makes me not want to try because I feel like I'll never be that good. And this verse really talks about that, how a lot of our, you know, longing to be better is just based on envying other people. And so for me, I've been trying to step back and not let that comparison cause me just to sit and do nothing but let that cause me to make my life more of a life that I want to live and not even in terms of YouTube or Instagram or anything like that in terms of me simply putting energy into hobbies and passions which kind of goes off the point that I just said you know taking that time to learn new recipes taking that time to book horseback riding trips with Aiden just for the sake of it taking that time to we talked about you know starting to play tennis or something because there's a tennis court nearby and just doing something productive not because it's making me a better person but insofar as you have outside passions you'll feel more motivated in your work as well so that's something that I've definitely been working on too this one is very practical but number four is just the importance of saving money So when the pandemic hit, I didn't really know how much it was going to affect my business in terms of sponsorships because I've done a whole podcast on money if you guys want to listen to it, but a big part of the money that I make is actually on sponsors. And it was kind of a double-edged sword because at first, a lot of things did pause. I had a lot of, you know, sponsorships that were promoting in-person events, and I even had one with like a meal kit delivery service, but they had so many orders that they just couldn't take on a sponsorship because if I cause, you know, more people to become a member of this company, they would run out of orders. And so that got canceled. There was just a few that 
really kind of dropped. So I was definitely still making money. I obviously have diversified streams, but that was, you know, a big one that did kind of lessen a little bit for a few months. And I didn't necessarily have to dive into my savings, but it's nice just to know, hey, if this literally all dies for the rest of the year, I do have savings, you know, ready there in case that I need them. And I think that a big thing for me too, I've just been spending a lot less money. We've really been investing more on experiences. We've been investing more in our home, but I am not buying clothes. I'm not buying makeup. I haven't got my hair done in literally a year just because I don't feel the need to. And it's been really nice to be able just to save that money and to take this period as a time to, you know, just gather like the poem in Ecclesiastes says and it's just been really good for me. I think that a lot of times you notice that there's always kind of this fuel just to spend a lot of money and it's been really fruitful just getting to spend this time saving money and then also knowing if this happens again, it's really smart to have money saved up. And this next one is not scrolling a lot. Whenever the pandemic first started, everyone was online. It was almost like this competition to produce the most content, to put out the most, and we were all on our phones because no one was literally going anywhere, especially in March and April. And I just felt myself getting addicted to my phone, getting addicted to always having to be watching a YouTube video, listening to a podcast, or scrolling on Instagram. And this was like a recent thing that I've had to do in my life, but a lot of times I will just tell myself, okay, Michelle, stop spending as much time on your phone. Like, I'll just put that in my head, but then not actually tangibly put in the steps to get myself off my phone. And so recently, something that I've been doing, and this is something Aiden and I have been both doing, because we find whenever we spend so much time scrolling, it almost feels like after, I'm only saying this because we just went on a road trip, but after a full day of eating fast food, how you just feel so not satisfied at night. And I don't think fast food in itself is bad, but when you do three meals a day that are fast food... You just feel lethargic after all the oil and the sugar and the sodium. That's what it feels like when I go on like this binge of scrolling on Instagram. I don't feel, you know, uplifted. I don't feel motivated. I just feel blah. And so recently I've been trying to put actual steps in my life to keep myself from feeling that way. And so the first biggest thing, and I've talked about this on Instagram, if you guys want to follow me, which I know is kind of the opposite of what I just said, but my Instagram is at Michelle Reed. I just put in a little timer on my Instagram where it actually, if you go to settings, you can do this, but it will alert you when you spend a certain amount of time on Instagram. And obviously Instagram is part of my job, but part of my job does not include scrolling and looking at stories and photos all day, every day. And so I actually put in a timer and it just alerts me whenever I'm spending too much time on my phone and it has helped dramatically. My screen time was down, I think, 40%, which is just absolutely insane. And I can just tell I'm so much happier and much more fulfilled whenever I'm not doing that. And I think you just kind of have to assess what app on your phone is that for you because not everyone's is going to be Instagram. Maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's YouTube, maybe it's Twitter. Like Twitter just makes me feel like garbage. I don't even go on Twitter. I don't use, I don't even know if my Twitter's still up, but I don't use Twitter at all because I just do not like the feeling. But everyone's different and you kind of just have to assess what that is for you and stop just assuming that you have the self-control to beat your addiction to your phone. I was watching Nate and Sutton on YouTube who they're a Christian couple and I really like their videos and they're a part of the same management that I'm a part of so I love just watching their videos but they did a whole video on kind of beating a pornography addiction 
which is something that I don't think we really talk about that much, but can be very destructive to your marriage, to the way that you view other men and women, and even the way that you view yourself and how, and just how warped our view of sex gets from pornography. I could go on a whole tangent on this because I don't think people talk about it. They were talking about how you can't just assume that you're going to have the willpower to beat it. Like, it's a battle. You have to fight to beat this addiction. They were talking about putting on, you know, different blockers on your app to keep yourself from watching that stuff. Or, you know, telling someone to keep you accountable that you have to tell them if you do. And I think that that's how we have to treat our phones nowadays. They're so easy to get us so caught up and scrolling and consuming content all the time. And so that's something that I've just done recently that I think has really improved my mood and my mindset. And I think you guys should try too. Number five is just the importance of investing in relationships beyond just activities. And I think that this especially, this time has really taught me how much I just miss family in terms of, you know, my brother and my sister-in-law who are out in New York City and my grandparents and we're just not seeing them as much. It's been sad, but it's made me appreciate the family that I do have here and the friends that I do have here. And I think it was honestly such a perfect time to get married because what a better time to get to know your spouse when you just can't do that much. And so I have literally been spending all my time with Aiden and it's great. It's really, really great. I think that we're really just getting to invest in our marriage, getting to know each other better, getting to just have fun with each other. Like we had so much fun this weekend and there were so many times where I just turned to him and I was like, I seriously could not have married anyone else. Like it just works so well between the two of us and I feel like I'm gonna start crying talking about this, but oh, I'm just feeling a little bit emotional. But I'm seriously so thankful for him and I think that God really put August 22nd, the day that we got married, for a reason because it's been so fruitful to get to spend so much time with him during this time. But I was trying to tell you guys I got this, we got this journal for a wedding present. It's called the Marriage Journal. I don't know who created it, but essentially it kind of lays out a calendar and you sit down once a week with your spouse and you lay out your week ahead so we've been planning just little things to do each day even if that's just like going up to the roof and spending time up there or cooking a certain dinner or having a date night we usually try to do a date night on thursday nights but we've been spending so much time together every night that it's like every night kind of feels like a date night and then you answer these questions like how can i pray for you What's something that you didn't appreciate this week, but something that you did appreciate this week. And it's just really supposed to help you bond almost like kind of like a couple's therapy, but something that you can just do on your own. And it's been so good. You're supposed to do it every single year to just go through it again. And they have different themes each week. So there's one on like grace, there's one on truth, there's one on sex, there's just a lot of different topics and it's really awesome. I'll have it in the show notes if you guys are getting married. I think it's really great or you know someone getting married, I think it's a really, really great gift. But yeah, I think that a lot of times we invest so much time in our jobs or in our health or the way we look, but we don't actually take the time to invest in our relationships and this time has just made me realize the only thing that you have at the end of the day are those relationships and your job can be lost so easily and you can lose your health and so the people around you really do matter and I think that I just realized I really need to be spending more time on it because it's the most important thing. Another little passage in Ecclesiastes but this one says, again I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling? He asked and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? 
this too is meaningless, a miserable business. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Oh, this is so sweet. But it just kind of shows you picture this person who has spent their whole life pursuing success, their job, money, but they have no one to share the benefits of all their labor with. And that's just so sad. Like to me, that would be the most sad thing. One of the happiest moments from this weekend, we actually went to Fuzzy's Tacos, which is so good. And we got two margaritas and they were huge. And we had chips and guacamole and we got so much food and we were just genuinely so happy so just pleased to be there there was such good music playing and it literally just made me think you know this is what it's about like this is just honestly one of my peaks it's not the months that i make a ton of money it's not the months where i get the most views it's not the months where i hit my mile mark like this bonding with someone else is it and i think that's another thing i've realized throughout this Number six is how easy it is just to neglect God. I think a lot of times I didn't prioritize my quiet time before and I always told myself, you know, I'm too busy and I have too much going on right now. I don't have time to spend 30 minutes in the morning reading my Bible. But even during, you know, peak prime quarantine, I still use that excuse and I was working from home. I wasn't even going out and doing much And I still wasn't taking that time to sit with God. And so I think even during the moments where you're not busy, you can use busyness as an excuse to neglect your relationship with God. And that's something that I did and something that I've been trying to work towards because I always know when I'm super irritable, when I'm impatient with people, when I lose, you know, my sense of truth and what real truth is, those are the moments when I recognize I haven't been prioritizing my time reading my Bible Because a lot of times I treat that as something I do on the side. You know, this is something that I do if I get to it. Instead of it being something that I genuinely need. Because it is a genuine need. And it is something that, again, like any relationship, you do have to prioritize. This one is a biggie. And this is one that I think I'm not alone on whenever I say that I realize this. But it is living simply isn't all bad. I think that a lot of times for me living in New York, I just thought that the way that you got the most out of life was being super busy and always having something to do and living in a city where dreams are happening and people are pursuing things. And, you know, that's really great. But at the end of the day, after going to all these little small towns in Texas recently, I notice how happier people are, how much kinder people are, how people aren't always rushing to get to the next thing. But we drove through these towns where there was, you know, one grocery store, there was one gas station, 15 or so houses, but the people were so nice and they were friendly and they didn't seem like they were always pursuing the next thing. And I definitely don't think that being motivated for success is a bad thing, but I think a lot of times we look down on people who do value simplicity in life and people who are just content with living a life that we may see as simple but to them it's enough and it has been very just motivating for me and kind of showed both of us the life that we want to live and that's something where we're thinking about getting a house one day we just want to make sure it's a place where those are the kind of people that were around and those are the kind of people that our kids are around because when you can be content with little that's how you will truly be satisfied in life and it's something that I've learned a lot just throughout all this 
this one is another big one, but it's just how thankful I am for my job. So many times in life, I have doubted being on YouTube and being on Instagram and kind of felt like I dealt with some imposter syndrome and just feeling like this isn't a real job. It's something that I've always struggled with. It's something that God has allowed me to continue making money from, which is just a very practical something that you need from a job consistent work to the point where I'm turning down sponsorships because I just don't need them because I'm too booked which is such a blessing to have and especially during the pandemic at a time when people were losing jobs I was just so thankful that this was something that I still had and something that I recognized I needed to stop always downplaying and just be truly thankful for for as long as he allows me to do it I love it I love this job it's the reason why I was able to leave my agency job was because of this and Actually, a week ago, I met a subscriber a few years ago at a convention and her mom emailed me and said, we're doing a surprise party for Sarah's birthday. And I actually ended up going last week. And it was just so sweet to see someone who had been watching my videos for such a long time and her family. It was like a small little gathering in a park. But it just made me recognize that there are people behind this podcast. There are people behind the YouTube screen that are actually, you know, listening to this and watching these videos and taking what I say and it's such a beautiful thing that I'm so thankful for and I'm just so impressed to be able to do it's such a blessing to do and I feel like a lot of times I would just downplay it because it didn't feel like something that looked good on LinkedIn or something but it is truly such a job that I'm so thankful God has allowed me to do I've gotten to work with such awesome brands over the years. I recently got a manager in March and we're working on things for 2021 and it's just incredible to see how anyone, and I was talking to Aiden about this, but anyone can do this. Anyone can create a YouTube channel, you know, do a podcast. It takes determination and it's definitely difficult to not be swayed by the way that people see you, but it's such a rewarding thing if you're doing it with a good purpose in mind. And it's something that I'm really thankful for. And especially during this time, I'm just thankful to be able to do it. And this one kind of goes without saying, but I am so thankful for my family. I'm thankful for our health. My brother Derek and my sister-in-law Avery, who a lot of people don't even know, but it's my oldest brother. He's 30. They live in New York City. But they actually just got pregnant. So they're having their first baby, I believe, in April, which is so funny because they're both also born in April, which is cool. I'm so thankful for just new life and what a blessing new life is and it's so much fun in your family when people start having kids like I have a niece Charlotte and a nephew Ezra and they just make things so much fun and I love having them and it's so exciting to think that you know there's a new member joining the family. I'm just thankful to be close to home too. It's been so nice being married. We'll go over on a Sunday after church and eat lunch with my family or we'll do like these little group outings with my family and it's just really fun. I'm thankful that Aiden gets along with my family so well. Everyone just meshes really well. So it's just a good vibe when everyone gets together. And this last one is just the importance of balance. I definitely feel like I was very work-based before all this and I still really value my work but I definitely try to have more strict guidelines with not working too much on the weekends and really enjoying our weekends and just enjoying all of our time together and not always having to be working all the time and even with health and fitness just like taking a break and feeling like I can you know enjoy food and not always need to be 
increasing my mileage on my runs and just having balance with everything. I think that's another thing Ecclesiastes talks a lot about is the season for everything. And this is just a different season of life and something I'm so grateful for. But it's okay to have grace with yourself if you don't always meet the goals that you want to have. And it's okay to have grace with yourself in terms of... I was telling Aiden the story in the car, but we were eating at a Dairy Queen. We had, like stopped and got ice cream. And it just made me think about my senior year of high school. I did a whole podcast on my health and fitness. But there was a time when I would just never eat dessert. I always felt like dessert was bad and I couldn't have it. And... I was eating this Dairy Queen and I was just thinking about how thankful I am to be at a time of my life where I can enjoy things like Dairy Queen, but then also just go back to regular programming throughout the week and not feel guilty about what I eat. And that's such a simple thing, but something that I recognize in that parking lot eating the Dairy Queen, like we would go with my mom and my sister Jamie and they would get dessert and I just wouldn't get any because I felt like it was bad and it just makes me so sad to think that so if you're out there and you have that mindset first off you should go listen to my health and fitness episode it kind of talks about my whole mindset and struggles I've had but you should listen to that one because it's definitely a very close to my heart episode but it's just not a way to live your life there needs to be balance in your life in terms of work in terms of what you eat in terms of how you work out in terms of your friendships and Balance is something that I've really been learning throughout all of this. And those are things that I have learned during the pandemic. I really would encourage you guys to maybe just journal about things that you've learned. I think that this is a time that we will all look back on in our lives, just thinking about being older and, you know, hearing about this in the news and just seeing it in a history textbook. Like we're literally living history and I think it's so cool just to have a journal to look back on and remember these things. And this is kind of like a little podcast journal for me just a little journal entry of things that I've learned and I hope it inspired you hope it inspired you to have more balance in your life to have grace with yourself and just know that it is all gonna be okay if you are hurting during this time there are a lot of people who are hurting and I'm not trying to graze over this and say that everything is happy and beautiful but I do think there is beauty in recognizing goodness in the midst of a situation that would otherwise be very very bad so If you guys enjoyed, make sure to let me know. You guys can leave me a review. You can also message me on Instagram at at Michelle Reed. I love seeing when you guys are listening. So if you happen to make it through this podcast episode, feel free to tag me on your Instagram story. I would love to respond. But I love you guys. I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome rest of the week. And maybe read Ecclesiastes if you want to get into your Bible a little bit. I think it's a good one. But I love you guys and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, friends.